Yeah, yeah. This is actually the first year in two, in three years that my good friend Allison hasn't bought me a Jughead shirt for my birthday. Wow. So I guess I'm not in her good graces anymore. Yeah. Hello, pals and gals, and welcome to another episode of XOXO Riverdale. Riverdale. I'm Louis Perlman. I'm Kate Matter. And here we are after our long hiatus. Yep. K Kate and I are both another year older because our birthdays are on the same day. And that day has passed. That day has passed. It's very, very exciting. Please wish us a happy birthday. Uh, yeah, Kate, how did you spend your mid- your mid-season hiatus. Um, I went to Florida and uh -huh. I watched a lot of TV. That sounds great. That yeah. sounds lovely. Yeah. Yeah. How was you don't want to ask. <laughs> it was good. I went to Spain and did not watch TV. Uh, I was also in Canada. However, I will say in Spain... I saw a young man wearing a very cool, like, Southside Serpents track jacket. And I wanted to ask him where he got it, but then I thought it would be rude because he was, like, a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like, real dope. For my birthday, I got some Riverdale swag from Hot Topic. Yeah, which is awesome. By my mom. Yeah, yeah. This is actually the first year... In, two, in three years that my good friend Allison hasn't bought me a Jughead shirt for my birthday. Wow. So I guess I'm not in her good graces anymore. Yeah. You can listen to this and say, that's right, Louie, you're not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I will say that this Christmas was the like 15th in a row where I got a Harry Potter thing. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> this Christmas was my 38th in a row where I got Hanukkah gelt. <laughs> uh so any news uh about you know what's going on in the in our the, our fandom world um, i mean big thing dropped today yeah well we'll build up to that yeah let's build up to it so, like a like um, a letterman top 10 list yeah but a top three list yeah <laughs> and like not really in order no so, lily went to the golden globes yes Undressed. I did not love it, but it was well received. Good for her. Um, was she a presenter there? Wait, what? Did she present there? She was just on the red carpet. Great. Good. She went to a party. Oh, I support it. I so much love for her. Okay, we did get some shots, I believe, of Lily. With the Fiji water girl, if you followed that. I didn't follow that. I don't know what that is. Um, Explain on the red it to carpet, our listeners. Yeah. On the red carpet, there was a woman with like a tray with Fiji water with straws in it. And she like worked her way into every shot. She was just some, like <laughs> assistant who like knew her angles and just like got in there and everyone was talking about her. That's great. <laughs> oh, good. 
<laughs> the Golden Globes are such a joke. Golden Globes are like a, so dumb, and I, they're my favorite. So yeah, they are. They're the best award ceremony because they're the only ones where nothing matters. Right, because everyone drinks. Did yeah. you see the monologue? I didn't. I watched like this back half of it. So the monologue was them roasting people, but they were just saying really kind things followed by like, oh, roasted. That's great. It love great. it. And then, so what I love about the Golden Globes. Yes. What do you love about the Golden Globes, Kate? Everyone's drunk and I love the monologue. And did you see their vaccine joke? No, what was their vaccine joke? So they were like, ha like halfway through the show, they came out and they're like, you know, this is the part of the show where like, the hosts always try to be like really relatable. Like they order pizza for the audience or whatever, but like, I don't know, you guys are already eating. So we ordered flu shots. Oh, that's great. <laughs> like doctors came out with flu shots. <laughs> and then, I, wonder, I wonder if any of the stars are like, oh my God, I haven't been vaccinated yet. I mean, they were not real doctors, but. Uh, oh, what if Edie Falco was like, I need, I oh, thank you. I need this. <laughs> a, a couple of them like put out their arms. And then Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph had a really good. I did see their bit. It was very funny. Right. Their take on the Emmy's proposal. Yes. Yes. That was really, really fun. <laughs> but Lily was not there for the ceremony. We're just talking about it. No, Lily was only there for the red carpet. So what's, what's our next piece of Riverdale news? Uh, Cole went to visit KJ in New Zealand. Oh, I guess they're best friends. I know. It was cute and beautiful. They took beautiful pictures. That's very, very nice. Yeah. What a fun thing to be doing on their mid-season break. Yeah. And however it works for them. Yeah, and Cole's in that new movie, Five Feet Away. Right. Which looks like... Every as my roommate put it, The Fault in Our Stars Part 2. It's, and there's, there's not just The Fault in Our Stars, there's also Everything Everything and like six other sick kid movies. Oh, well, but has there ever been a sick kid movie with Cole Sprouse in it? You're right. I know. What a twist on the old formula. When you're right, you're right. Yeah, I'm sure that's the way it was pitched. They were like, it's a sick kid movie, except Jughead's the sick kid. <laughs> And I just want to say, I heard the title before I knew what it was about, and I was like, I bet they have, I bet they have CD. And yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I'm sure, I'm sure. And then yeah. like, that's exactly what it was. I was like, yeah, yeah. And you, you were completely right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you're you're generally pretty right on the show, you know. So. On the show, when it comes to medical things. <laughs> Yeah, totally. When it comes to medical things, absolutely. You you know your shit. I know my shit for someone who's in medical school. Yes, it's true. And last but certainly not least. The big news. It's time. The big news is that, uh, do you want to reveal it or should I? Well, we're doing another musical episode. We're doing. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> I don't know. You hated when I played my ukulele so much last year. I don't know. Riverdale is doing another musical episode. <laughs> they're not doing. They're not doing another one. We're just doing one, but it's gonna yeah. be just about a random episode. <laughs> but Riverdale is doing a musical episode. Yes. And it's gonna be on a much better musical. Yeah, the Heather's musical, which I've heard is really great. Right, I have not heard it, but I am familiar with the song Fuck Me With The Chainsaw. Oh, do you think they'll do that on the show? I don't think they will. 
but I'm familiar with the film and I'm familiar with the song Fuck Me With The Chainsaw. Yeah, totally. And the film certainly is an influence on the show, on Riverdale. Oh, very much so. So it's a good match. Seen it. Also, there's a Heather's TV show on the Paramount Network that I have not watched well, good things about. Uh, apparently, it is very funny. Apparently, it's a funny show. Apparently, there's some stuff about it that's maybe a little bit problematic. Okay. And there was some sort of joke that was about a school shooting. Okay. And it was supposed to premiere and Sandy Hook happened. I don't think it was Sandy Hook. No, I'm sorry. I'm getting my school was, shootings mixed up. I think it was Parkwood. It was Parkland. 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 Sorry. Let's take that again so I don't sound like a real fucking idiot. All right. So apparently it was supposed to premiere and the Parkland shooting happened. And there was right. stuff about this shooting. So, but... I, will, I have a friend. I have a friend who's in that show, so it's a shame. I will say, I worked at the USA Network when they kept trying to premiere the show Shooter. Yeah, military show that was delayed five to six times because there kept being shootings. Yeah, and they were like, "We still want to do this. This is a great idea." Delaying the show because they got like USA got a show with Ryan Philippe, so they like had to stick with it. Yeah, yeah. They were like, well, we can't get that Philippe. Like, oh, and man. She was still on, but, like, they really had to uh, keep delaying it. Oh, I know. You know, it, it. these shootings must be really inconvenient for TV networks. They really are. I mean, mm -hmm. we're not thinking about the real victims here, and that's TV executives. Yeah, that's TV executives and the fact that they want to peddle us gun porn all the time, you know? Like, anyway. For any show to have school shooting jokes, it Heather's feels right though. It, it does. However, you know, maybe yeah. we're in a climate where it's just not a good idea right now. I don't know. I don't think anyone watches the Paramount Network. Yeah, that's true. Like the only people that watch the Paramount Network are school shooters anyway. So, oh, all right, disgusting. So, Forty-four, no exit. <laughs> Episode 44, no exit. Episode 46 of XOXO Riverdale. Yeah. So what do you think about this episode overall? I liked it. Did you? Yeah. This is going to be one of the rare instances where we we disagree. I didn't hate it. I just thought kind of overall it was uneven. And it didn't really do it for me. Yeah. We should say um, no exit. I didn't exactly look up because we know it's the Sartre play. We yeah that they've done like 800 times. Yeah, yeah, the you know. The premise you know, and, hell is other people. Yeah, the premise is hell is other people. You're trapped in a room with other dead spirits. Yeah. Hell, clearly the whole Archie plot line in this episode was related to that. Yeah. So that was the relation. Also, just a shout out to the fact that the other major cultural influence on this episode was the musical Cabaret. Yes. Which I really enjoyed. I thought that was totally cool. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to Josie singing because I think you know how I feel about that. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> the very first thing I wrote was where did Archie get eggs? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very fair. Yep. Archie somehow has access to eggs. Yep. 
Um, he's in a self-imposed exile, which is definitely like a heroic trope. Right, but like in a cabin with like a two-way radio with like a park ranger. Well, hey, you know, um, they made that Star Wars reference, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. Luke was on a self-imposed exile, but he was in a tiny house with Yoda and that had a kitchen. So, you know, it's similar. Yoda had eggs. Yoda did have eggs. That's why there's that famous scene in Empire Strikes Back where Yoda goes, Yeah. Omelette you want? Yeah. Omelette you want or over easy? Yeah, easy over. <laughs> but yeah, um, something that uh, sort of a, a disappointment right off the bat is I thought we'd have more Vegas and we didn't really have enough for my taste. No. Well, I will say this whole episode, I was top to bottom worried about Vegas. Well, yeah, of course. And not to skip too far ahead, but like in a bear attack, like the one that happened with Arch. Yeah. Like Vegas would be the one to bear the brunt of that because he would have rushed in to fight the bear. Right. I have a lot of things to say about a grizzly attack, but yes. 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 We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, um, we so have cat burglars. I thought this was so dumb. I was so, I was so not into this. It was dumb. Yeah, like I didn't love you, and it didn't feel good. Can you can you figure out a a, a reason why they would be doing that? Fun. Them hanging out watching Netflix isn't fun enough. They're like the cutest couple of all time. I know. Like, yeah, I really didn't get it. Like, they were getting their kicks by wearing those sexy masks. And... It was just a setup for the Glamour J egg. It, it, totally. So it was like a typical thing that this show does that we don't like, which is have characters behave uncharacteristically just to move them on the board to another place. Right. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's disappointing. Like, And you know what? Maybe we enjoyed seeing Tony as a serpent. And maybe, yeah. or, or I mean, Cheryl is a serpent. Tony definitely as well, but Cheryl's a serpent. And maybe that could, we could have had like seven, eight seasons of that. I don't know. I don't know. So the quarantine is lifted with no resolution. But I do want to point out here, which I mentioned to you over the break, that the viewers may not have noticed, is that in the show, when they have a seizure, their arm pops up. Yes. And that's taken directly from the movie Hereditary. That's interesting. Yeah, and Hereditary must have come out while they were developing this season. Yeah, it was like the second it happened in Hereditary, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, it hit a couple times after the first time in Hereditary. Like, it was like a running thing. But Yeah, totally. The first, yeah, the first time it happened, I was like, his hand shot up and my thought was he's having a seizure. Like, that's what it meant to me. Not like, oh, he's raising his hand to answer the question. Yeah, your thought was... He's having a Riverdale seizure. Yeah, like now when someone's hand goes up like that, I'm like, seizure? Yeah, totally. Yeah, maybe it's just shorthand now, filmically, for seizure, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, that was a good catch, because I saw Hereditary, and I didn't remember that aspect yeah, to it in relation to Riverdale. Yeah, Yeah, which is cool. Good, like, it sticks with you, so like maybe don't watch it. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan, but you know, Apparently, this is the episode where I'm not a huge fan of things that you liked. So, you know, um, such it, is life. It was I, I just, I want to um, get back to the quarantine just for one second. Yeah. Because you said that there was no resolution, but I thought there was a very clear-cut resolution, 
which is no one's allowed to hold hands anymore. So the next no, thing I know is no hand holding. Yeah, no hand holding, no PDA. And here's, that's how it, that's how it spreads is by holding hands. And here's Kevin and Moose, who are the ones that have to like enforce this. I know. And they're not allowed for their love to be out in the open the way and the Tonys the and Cheers. Ones, they're the only ones I want to hold hands. I know. I want them to hold hands for seven seasons. <laughs> Six seasons in a movie. I watched Six a lot. Six seasons in a movie of them holding hands. Yeah, exactly. But um, I, I did like in that scene how um, Cheryl called Kevin a crypto fascist. Yeah. That was just, that was a good Cherylism. That was great. Yeah. The next thing I wrote is this Josie singing is the worst. Oh, you hated it. I hated it. I hate, also she does her hair the same way every time and it's not a good look. And I don't understand why she's always singing. Why can't she just have like fun sometimes? And like, it's just not, it doesn't add correctly to the ambiance. Like this is like a party and like there's one like teenage girl like sultrily singing cabaret. <laughs> like it's not, like if I walked into that, I'd be like, it's time to leave. That's so funny because I liked it and I was like, oh, this is a, a, a appropriate music cue for this scene, which is so unlike the show. But if I had not said that and you had to guess how I was going to feel about it. Oh, yeah. I know you weren't a fan of this. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know, yeah, for me, it didn't bother me. For me, it wasn't a um, mad world moment, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it came up on my Spotify most played of the year, and I don't. I listened to it zero times. They just think I wanted to listen to it. And you were like, no, 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 no. What part of John Denver made you think I wanted this? Yeah, exactly. Um, I listened to a lot yeah. of that. So, um, so then it was revealed. I just want to ask. I, I want to ask this question. It's revealed that they are selling booze at La Bonne Nuit. Correct. Did we know that before? I didn't remember that. No, they were only doing mocktails previously. Yeah. Mocktails. So now all is based on mocktails. So now they're in it. They're yeah. selling the booze. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how this all goes now that Veronica's running a much more dicey business. Yeah. And then and then uh, Jughead and Betty wake up to screaming. Yeah, Betty wakes up to screaming because the Coopers are looking after these kids. From yeah. uh, from the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, and Jughead staying over. Yeah, Jughead staying over, and that seems to be fine, which I'm yeah. cool with. That's here's great. a here's a question. Mm -hmm. Did we see any male tenants of Sisters of Quiet Mercy before this episode? Yes, we did. Okay, I'm wondering. So is it just we me saw being them like confused? kind of in the escape? I think they had been kept separate, but we'd seen them in like the art class, and then like we would see them here and there, but not in like the main grouping. Okay, okay. So it's just repeat that, just because you froze. I just want to make sure that we get we it for take. Like the art class and like in the peripheral, but they weren't in, like. I think it was probably like they kept the boys and the girls separate because it's a convent. Oh uh, yeah, sure. And then when they escaped, the boys were there. I think, okay, so I think that the biggest issue with this uh, scene is just that I was so confused who that boy was who was doing the, the sizzle rocks. 
Fizzle Rocks, yeah. Sorry, Fizzle Rocks. The Sizzle Rocks. Hi, I'm your mother doing this podcast with you, doing the Fizzle Rocks. And I feel like they should have integrated that character into the show a few episodes ago. So it was like laid out who he was. So we cared what was going on with him. To go back and see if he was one of the boys there when it was a conversion camp. Total. Oh, back in the day, like yeah. during the Cheryl episodes. Yeah. 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 Just because I was like, who is this? Yeah. Who, who is this guy? Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it threw me off. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Um, um then, Betty finds the rocks, and they yes. say that the serpents are dealing. Yes. Uh oh, trouble. Uh oh, are but the serpents no very bad. And there's no sheriff in town, and they don't know why they were quarantined. Like it's still not clear to them. Poor Denzians of Riverdale. You know they can solve some mysteries, but some of them will remain a mystery for the course of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote Katie. And, oh, I know what. Okay. Uh, um, then, then we had Archie back in his cabin. Yeah, to KDK1. Yeah, KDK1. I think this Archie in the cabin thing is boring. Yeah, but she was like, there's bears. And I was like, uh-oh, foreshadowing. Yeah, seriously. And then I was worried for Vegas. Uh, definitely worried for Vegas. And, but, and in between... Uh, but before we get to Archie versus the bear, right? we had that scene where Reggie gets a flat tire and the gargoyles beat him up. Right. And then, okay, so the gargoyles beat them up. And then the next scene, we're going to, there wasn't a lot to, in that scene. No, just, just that I think the gargoyles are genuinely scary. I like yeah. the masks. I like the voice changing. I think yeah. it's creepy. So the, next scene, the next scene, I have a lot to say. I would hope so, yes. So Veronica cooked the books. Yes. Now, this is not the first time on the show someone has cooked the books. Now, why does no one use QuickBooks? Yeah, I mean, it is the show... It is 2019, and that is 2001 software. Well, the, the show exists in a world where they can use technology when they want it to be probably a plot device and sometimes they use it and sometimes they don't, you know, cause they do have s smartphones. Yeah. But I yeah, they don't have QuickBooks and like, I just, just saying the Riverdale register has like a weird old office. Yeah. I just feel like there's so many jobs I haven't applied to because I don't know QuickBooks, but like these people are running legitimate businesses and don't have QuickBooks. And it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. It's like a absolutely. LinkedIn skill. Yes, no, uh, Veronica has like a funny, like a funny book yeah. that she uses, a, a little ledger. Yeah. Um. So our Chasey's backpackers and that's the end. Oh, good. Okay, great. That's it. And then there's a bear. Yeah, so Archie doesn't want to bother the backpackers. Right. The backpackers do not hear the bear attack. Right. The bear somehow sneaks up behind them, despite the fact that the tracks are the other way. Right, and that there is a dog. Yes, and there's a dog, which usually scares bears away. Right, or they would at least notice the bear. Yes, and react to the bear. Right, yeah. And then I was kind of hoping, and, you know, this is maybe just me, but like a, 
a revenant style survival episode for Archie. Like a full bear fight? Yeah. Well, for that's not what we got. This is an act break. Yes, this is an act break. Yeah. And then we come back to finding it was a grizzly attack. And I don't know what you know about bears, but grizzlies will kill you. Yes. But luckily, this grizzly only grazed Archie's torso. Just a nice little, like... Yeah, exactly. So Archie must have gotten away pretty quickly, which is good. Yeah, I guess- and it gave, gave an excuse to, to take off his shirt. Right. I wrote, glad Vegas is okay. Glad Vegas is okay. I wrote, what did Vegas do? Maybe that bear is dead. And Vegas maybe. saved it. But Vegas, not a drop of blood on him. Yeah, yeah, Vegas, yeah, perfect, pure, little Prince Vegas. Didn't even have muddy paws. Yeah, doing whatever he so little desires, he that little diva like of a dog. dog. He, like, trots like a show dog. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> like so, yeah, um, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, Alice wants l- to send the kids to the farm. Yeah, uh, least uns- least least unsurprising thing in the episode, or yeah, least surprising thing in the episode. Yeah, the nuns. Yeah, they took a vow of silence. They did. <laughs> I know. We're just giggling at each other. Not only are we having a few technical difficulties, dear listeners, to our podcast, but just the fact that like now this is a plot point on the show. I think has us both giddy that the nuns have taken a vow of silence. <laughs> It's so funny. It's very silly. Mm -mm -mm. We're not going to tell you anything. We're silent now. We're quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so this next scene, this next scene. So Josie is in the background, like, swaying and singing the Maybe This Time I'll Win song to an audience of no one. Yeah, which is great. I love it. You hate it. She is singing to no one. (laughs) Like, why? And... And then we get to you there. So we've got Jughead says no more drugs. No more drugs. No more crime. They're like you were out on a vision quest. How dare you? And then FP's like I'm gonna stand behind my son. Good for him. Yeah, and it's this is definitely gonna implicate Cheryl, who apparently is now a criminal when she hasn't been a criminal yet for the entire s- series of Riverdale. Right, well, but now she's a cat burglar. Now she's Catwoman, basically, yeah. on the show. is They've made her into Catwoman for no reason. Yeah. Her and Tony are Catwoman. Great. Okay, uh, then... The gargoyles are Josie's door. But before that, just... Uh, before the gargoyles scare Josie, we learn about Fangs's mom, right? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. So there's that totally scary scene. Yeah, where the gargoyles at Josie's door. So this 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 really this leads to a lot of um this leads to a lot of um uh Veronica apologizing in this episode. Yeah. Which is like so funny and so ridiculous yeah um and then Polly and evelyn tried to get all of the former sisters people to join the farm and they're handing out free t-shirts yeah you know and it's like 
we uh, we'll talk about this a, a little later. We'll talk about this a little later. That's what I'm going to say about this right now. Okay. Now is when we talk about Fang's dealing because his mom is sick. That's right. So we learn that Fang's mom is sick. So they try to give him another chance. And I just thought this was a well-acted scene. I, I, I want to learn a little more about the actor playing Fang's because I think he's doing a, a really, really good job. Yeah, I thought you know? yeah, he's like I think he's getting a little more work this season than he has in the past. Um, yeah, so then we get to the whole point that the gargoyles are supplying the serpents the drugs. Right. Which is not a huge surprise. And I do like like the sort of the gang, uh, the, 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 the relationship between the gangs and how they change in this show. Uh, I feel like we've have the ghoulies, the serpents and the gargoyles now, right? Yes. I feel like and the red this, circle. Yeah, but the red circle are defunct, I'd say, unless they make some sort of comeback. Yeah. But like something that I would say is that I I definitely there, you're back. Something that I would say is that I definitely um like the entire time um or if there's any more like gangs at this point, I feel like it's overkill. Like this yeah. is enough. You know, um, yeah, this is a lot of gangs. Yeah, but I, yeah, for like a small town. Yeah. But I am looking forward to seeing how this all shakes out. This is actually was sort of the most compelling aspect in the, in the episode to me to see the shifting of the gangs and who's working for who okay. and who's going to be defending who in the next few episodes. Yeah. Okay. So now Cheryl just steals the Glamour J egg. Yeah, Cheryl steals the glamour egg and says, I'm feeling saucy, and then she kisses that portrait. Mwah. Yeah, mwah. Oh, Cheryl. And then Archie sees dead people. Yes, now Archie's in the middle of a hallucination, which is a mild improvement on his plot line, but not a major one. Yeah, it was interesting. It's fine. So then we get to, this is the act break, and now Archie's going to be playing Griffins and Gargoyles, with these ghosts. Right. Uh, so it's like Griffins and Gargoyles is factoring in in an interesting way if it's like part of Archie's hallucinations, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, so Veronica decides to pay the serpents. So what was that? Say that again. Veronica decides to pay the serpents instead of her dad. Which is very, very, very smart. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Archie pulls the card that he has to kill the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. Who ends up being... To the man in black. And ends up being the Black Hood. Right. Ugh, I, I don't mind that we're looping our mythology together. Yeah, no, I'm glad it's getting there. Yeah, I think that's cool. And uh, I like that. And I like that all these characters are sort of becoming these symbols of mm -hmm. this like larger game that the show is playing. Yeah, and then when Archie comes back with the Black Hood, we see Warden Norton who is every time not John Hodgman. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he is John Hodgman. Are you sure? He, I don't think it's John Hodgman. I think it's John Hodgman, yeah. And and he has the the blue lips. Right. Foreshadowing what's going to happen later on in the episode. 
Right. And yeah, yeah, no, I enjoyed all of that. Okay, so Warden Norton is not John Hodgman. <laughs> no, the Warden is not John Hodgman, which is a real shame. Right. Absolutely. I wish it was John Hodgman. Really and he nice. forms and he needs to defeat the hooded specter of death. Right. And then the the specter of death does not end up being the Black Hood. Correct. But we don't Black, know who it is yet. No, the Black Hood is only the hooded specter of death's one of his handmaidens. Yeah. I will say. Yes. Now here it's where we find out that the Sisters of Quiet Mercy were expelled by the Vatican years ago. Years ago, and they're just hanging out in Riverdale. Yeah. So their vow of silence won't hold up in court. Riverdale is weirdly lawless. Right. And I'm also feeling like they could legitimately plead the fifth. Uh, yes, of course they could plead the fifth. Because they're yes. testifying, a, like, they're not on trial in this scenario. Hiram lodges. Yeah. And so if they te like, testify against him, they could legitimately plead the fifth. Yes, absolutely. If they but, were on trial, they could not. But because he's on trial, they can. Here we are. But but logic and society very often don't factor into this show. Yeah, and then I wrote, sorry, not enough moose. No, agreed. And then For I wrote the again, Glamourge. Glamourge egg. You know, maybe this is a good place for us to stop. And talk about this wonderful egg I just bought for my mother for her birthday. It was a prop uh -huh. egg for the, the the table. This, you know, this is sponsored content, but this really, I really did do this. I bought my mother a Glamourge egg and she opened the, the gift and she said, oh, Louie, uh, I'm so touched because there's nothing more touching than a Glamourge egg. Yeah. Nothing you can parental romance. Nothing says parental romance like Glamourge egg. You can get Glamourge eggs at most department stores, including Spacey's and Willard's. Um, Willard's that's right. And Willard's and Meeman Narcus. <laughs> and facts. Yeah, facts. <laughs> anyway. So Jughead has to take away... Uh, Cheryl and Tony's jackets and then he took Fangs too and that was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. However, as we discussed, really, what a dumb plot move this is. You know, for all of 20 minutes of this episode, Cheryl all of a sudden is breaking and entering. Yeah. You know, we've never seen this before and now she's not a serpent anymore. Right. You know, you know, like, yeah. And I would much rather have her as a serpent. I thought it was such a good mi mix of sort of the high class, low class. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now upper class, lower class. But now Cheryl's on her own. Mm -hmm. Cheryl and Tony on the run. Yeah. You know? and then we find out that the uh, former Children of Quiet Mercy saw the Gargoyle King again. Saw the Gargoyle King. Yes. They're seeing him around. Right, which they thought that he had been banished by the Griffin Queen. I know, because and there's the so Gargoyle much dis King. Dis distinguishing reality from, from you know, fiction. Yeah, and he beat up Tyler, the boy Tyler. He beat up that boy. Whose name is Tyler. Whose name is Tyler. You and know, that, that short-haired girl is very good. She's very good, I agree. Yeah, give her more to do. I agree yeah. with that. Um. So here's oh. a question. During yes. the whole we close situation where Archie's playing Griffins and Gargoyles. 
Where's Vegas? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a dream scenario. So uh, Vegas yeah. could be sitting by Archie's side dutifully and we wouldn't know, you know? Yeah. yeah you know, like that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. And then Archie stabs Hiram. Yes, Archie stabs Hiram, which we think is going to sort of get Archie out of this, like, strange, like, fever dream that he's in. Right. But then what we get instead, and I did like this, is we get Archie playing the game, mm -hmm. hallucinating that he's playing it with, with the big four. Yes. You know, with our four main characters. One last round. And one last round. And it's just such a rarity that we get to see these four actors act together. Yeah. In the show. And I really love them together. And they're the cornerstones of the show, obviously. Mm -hmm. So this for me was satisfying uh, just to get to see them do a scene together. And yeah. I really feel like we could do writing where they, they, the four of them are doing more together. Just the four of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause really they're the, they're, they're the, they're the main you know, they're the main parts of this universe. Yeah, they're the core four. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then we have an anyway, act break. Yes, then we have an act break. <laughs> and then uh, Betty is talking to a couple of the parents about taking in some of these kids so they don't have to go to the farm. Yes, and I loved all this. I love this. And Fred takes in a couple because, like, Archie's not there. Yeah. Rose says she'll do it again, which means she's done something like this before. I thought that she meant that she has been looking after Cheryl, who's a victim of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Maybe. It seems to me more like it was not just Cheryl and that she's taken in people before. I would love that if that was the case. Because yeah. that would be really cool. Yeah. yeah, Sierra takes a couple. Yeah, yeah, which is all really cool. Uh, no, I like this a lot. And to be honest, I kind of liked... The scenario that this set up, I would have, I would have thought that some dynamics between Fred and the boys would have been interesting, yeah. but it was apparently not to be because it was a bait and switch, yep. which we will discuss. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I wrote, put me in coach. Cause yeah, FP wants to be put in. Yeah. Put me in coach. Put me in. It's time for FP to start doing bad little things again. Be the bad little boy. Yeah. Bad little dad. Yeah. yeah. The serpents ambush the gargoyles. This was fun, right? This was satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked they retained some sort of code or honor in that they didn't remove that serpent's mask. The gargoyle's mask. Yeah. Or sorry, the gargoyle's mask. But I would have loved to have known who it was. I know. I want to know who's under there. Yeah. You know, I for a second was like, what if it's Joaquin who's somehow back to life? Yeah. But he's dead. Yeah. Joaquin's pretty dead. Yeah. Which is very sad. Yeah. And um, then Betty gets back and she's all like, oh, everything's going great for me. I got these kids adopted. And what has Alice done? They're all at the farm and she just, just missed Edgar. Like Edgar fucking drove up in his fucking Partridge family bus and just picked up yeah. all the kids and drove away. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like that was planned. Uh, I'm really hoping, I think I've said this on the podcast before. I'm really hoping that it's um, J Jason Priestley. Yeah, I, I just think it's all Jason Priestley. I think that'd be so good. <laughs> Another fun casting would be Matthew Lillard. Oh, totally. Yeah, either one is fine with me. Yeah. I also, Matt Lillard is one of the only men that when I was like 17, 18, I had like a major crush on. Interesting. Yeah, I loved him. Oh, I, I just was so enamored with him. 
Okay. Yeah, it was like Matthew Lillard and like Elijah Wood. <laughs> they do go together. Do they? Oh, I mean, they go together arrow wise, you know. I just think they like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a normal pairing. Yeah. Um. So Archie's final task brings him to his bedroom. Yes, where he has to beat his old self to death with a baseball bat. Yeah, and Fred tries to stop him. This all just, I didn't really understand this. Yeah. Like, kill the boy you once were to become the man, I understand. But like... You know, considering that it's all symbolic, like, what is it really going to mean in the context of the show? Yeah. Like, is Archie going to, like, come out of his fucking fever dream and go back and, like, shoot Hiram in the face? But also, so we see Archie die in the stream, and then, I mean, spoiler for the end of the episode, is Archie dead in real life? I don't think so. I think, I think... Not, but... <laughs> Archie's in a coma. I know, I know. It's serious. Yeah. You get that reference? That's that's a Smith song, Girlfriend in a Coma. Okay. Yeah, that which ran through my head when I saw the end of the episode. Archie in a coma. I know, I know. It's serious. Okay, yeah. well, this time, this time Veronica's singing. Yeah, that's right. Veronica's singing. Veronica can sing, too. Oh, 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 you know what? I'm sorry. Before we get to that, there is one thing I want to say about the version of Archie that I'm positing is being killed. Uh-huh. Uh, is that Archie calls himself weak, bad, and stupid. And this, to me, felt like a sort of meta-commentary where it's Riverdale Archie killing, like, klutzy, fun-loving, uh, always getting himself into trouble, younger comic book, comedy book Archie. Okay. Yeah, you know, and that's just sort of because of, like, my my I think my relationship to the character and how I feel about the character. Yeah, um, he still does dumb shit. So maybe he's done doing dumb shit. Yeah, well good luck with that, because your sense of reasoning ain't that great, Red. You know? Like <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, so Ronnie's singing maybe this time. Right. Uh, again, which is what Josie sang earlier in the episode. Yes, yes. And now Ronnie's singing it. No, I think I think that Josie sang cabaret. Cabaret and maybe this time. Oh, she did. Okay, never mind. Great. Yeah, <laughs> maybe this time again. Yeah. Now we get to hear it from Veronica. Yep. And then we get Reggie and Veronica. Which I'm I'm so totally great with this. I'm so happy with it. I think they're a great pairing. I <laughs> like them better than Veronica and Archie. <laughs> Me too. Like, I know it's only supposed to be like a sticky wicket for Archie when he gets back to Riverdale. Yeah, but it's great. I, I hope that this is it. I hope this is the ship now. Yeah. I'm like so much more into this. It's so fun. You know what? Archie could be single. Yeah. Maybe Archie could have a hard time. Like maybe Veronica's found Reggie read, and like, Betty's found Jughead and we're done. I read it's going to be like Archie Josie, but like I just don't care what happens to Archie. I just really like Reggie and Veronica. Me too. And I love I love what they've done with Reggie. Yeah. So yeah, we're, figured him out. we're totally on the same page with all this. Yeah. And then they offer Fangs this undercover job to infiltrate the the gargoyles, which is great because I want more of that character. But I am scared they're going to kill him off. And Louis, Louis, yes. it would be an honor. Yes, it would be an honor. He says it would be an honor. He's so nice. He's such a nice boy. Um. And then 
the sisters are gone. Right. Someone posted bail. And for a and moment, we're like, are the sisters at the farm? But then right. we know where they are. We go to join the. Yeah. And they've committed a mass suicide in honor of the Gargoyle King. Yeah. And then our final shot is KDK from the radio not able to wake up Archie. Archie in a coma. I know. I know. It's serious. So overall, I feel like we had a lot of criticism on this episode. Yeah. I think that it did a lot of heavy lifting that it didn't need to do, moving all the characters around on the board. Yeah. And but also, I'm glad they got moved. Uh, some of them I'm glad they got moved. Some of them I'm not glad. Glad the serpents got moved to be working with Veronica because I think that's a really fruitful dynamic that can be explored. Mm -hmm. But however, the serpents without, uh, you know, uh, Cheryl and, and Tony, it's like, what's going to happen here with them? And uh, something that was tweeted today that I read that I really agree with is Tony lately has sort of disappeared behind Cheryl's personality. Yes. And the back half of the season, I'd really like to see more of Tony just being the badass, cool version of Tony that we saw when she was introduced. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that they have something planned for Tony and Cheryl that's just really dynamic and exciting. Yeah, what you if know? they RROTC with Kevin and Moose and it just becomes the LGBT club? That would be so funny if it was like the militant queer club. I would love it. I would love that too. That would be awesome. Or, you know, like, I don't know, like, or if they become like some sort of Bonnie and Clyde style, you know, the two of them, you know, yeah. on some sort of mad, like, you know, caper. I wouldn't mind something like that with them. Yeah. I know. You're right, but I like the more, I like the voice they lent to the whole serpent dynamic, and I, I feel like yeah. there could have been more to be explored there. Yeah, they're, they were the only girls in the serpents. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, other than Sweet Pea, who is not a girl, he's just beautiful. <laughs> I just think he's really pretty. Uh, I, I think he's such a cutie. He's so good to Fangs. He's like such a good best friend. I know, they're so nice together. I'd love to see something that focuses more on their dynamic as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, the last thing I want to say about this episode, though, is I thought this episode had, despite the fact I didn't love it, I thought it had some bang on end of scene sound cues that were really effective. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, I thought that there was specifically the scene at night regarding the jackets where Jughead was d demanding that the serpents get back their jackets, you know, Fangs and Tony and Cheryl. Yeah. I thought I really uh, thought, thought the lighting was very striking and yeah. traded in a lot of uh, blues and, and oranges that reminded me a lot of Francesco Fracavilla's artwork, who's, you know, an Archie artist does all this Archie horror work. Yeah. including Jughead the Hunger and uh, he's, uh, you know, the interior artist for Afterlife with Archie. And I felt that was someone intentional and I really enjoyed that. I thought that was very cool. Cool. So, so yeah, uh, just, just a little, a little, some, I, I haven't been that positive this episode. So that's some shout outs to stuff I really liked. Okay. Yeah. What's your power ranking? My power ranking is number one, Ronnie. Okay. Number two, Jughead. Mm-hmm. Number three, Hiram. Okay. Number four, still off screen, but Edgar Evernever. Okay. Because he took away all those kids and yeah. changed the trajectory of the plot line. And number five is Cheryl. 
Because okay. she stole that egg. Okay. What about for you? I have Betty. Mm-hmm. Then Jughead. Yep. Then Veronica. Mm-hmm. Then Archie. Mm-hmm. Then Hiram. Mm-hmm. Then our true number one. Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Little Prince Vegas. Prince Vegas. I, w- I was reluctant to put Archie on because it's just so nebulous as to whether his internal struggles he's going through are going to have a real impact on the show. But I mean, I would yeah. hope that they would. I think you know? that it ultimately has a big impact on his character. Yes, that's a good point. It's like he's the master of his own power list this Which week. Which is then going to change relationships a lot. Uh, it will. Uh, it will. And that'll be rather interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I hope that that, that bears some interesting fruit for the rest of the season. Yeah. All right, Crush List. Who, who do you love this week? Guess who my number one was? Moose? Yeah. Oh, my God. He was in it for, like, a frame, Kate. <laughs> I, I put him as my number one once when it was a picture of him. Yeah, you know, you do you, boo, definitely. I would never want to squelch this about your 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 love for Moose. Yeah, my number, number two. My number two was Fangs. Yeah, yeah. And my number three was Reggie. Love it. You know what? Our list is fairly similar. Okay. Number one for me was Reggie. Okay. Looking great in this episode with his slightly larger than life head. Yes. Number two, Betty. Okay. I thought her sweater game was on it this episode. And number three was Fangs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was just looking good that episode when he took off his jacket. Oh, take off your jacket more, Fangs. Yeah. (gasps) Oh, so what are we looking forward to next week? Episode 45, The Stranger. Mm-hmm. Based on the Camus no- novel. Right, or the 1946 Orson Welles film. Oh, great. <laughs> um, which is a war... What did I write here? Someone who investigates war crimes... Commi- like, a war crime commissioner travels to Connecticut to find a Nazi. Ooh. Well, I don't want there to be any Nazis on the show, because there's too many Nazis in real life right now. Yeah. Well, this was super, super fun. Yeah, uh, I'm glad we got through it. Yeah, I'm glad we got through it as well. Maybe Everybody, our editor. Uh, special thanks to our editor, Angeli Mercado. Yes. She's awesome. We had a episode and she nailed it. Yes. Uh, special thanks to Louis Aronowitz, who does our theme song. Yeah. And thanks to everybody who's been listening. Our last episode was, I think, our like number one most listened to episode cool or not number but it just it had a lot considering yeah it, had, it has 800 listens so thank you fans yeah that's awesome and also uh you know i just want to say follow us on twitter follow us on instagram it's a great way to communicate with us we're more than happy to chat with you over all of those platforms follow us on facebook if you are a mom and <laughs> Your mom Russian. If your mom or you're a Russian, yeah, on Facebook, all we do is try to influence elections. That's true. By posting Riverdale propaganda. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh well, I'm Louis Perlman. I'm Kate Batter. Thanks for joining us, pals and gals. We'll see you again on another episode of XOXO Riverdale. <laughs>